0: You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets.
0: Hello there and thank you for downloading this Starting Up podcast from the 29th of November. And on the programme this week, we discussed reverse mentoring and whether it's sensible to get advice from people who are much younger than yourself, in particular in the digital space. We were joined by 25-year-old Raphael Cintron, who's the founder of the tax consultancy Wealthy Expat, which he mostly launched on TikTok and YouTube. We were also joined by someone who Arabian Business has ranked as one of the top 50th smartest business minds in the UAE. David Cook is the chief everything officer from Contractors Direct. And our startup in the spotlight was Wing.Studio. We were joined by the co-founder, Willie Moritz, who explained exactly how his recruitment website differs from the rest. Plus, Neil Petch, the chairman of VirtuZone, gave us advice on exactly what you should be doing to future-proof your company in advance of the UAE introducing corporation tax in June next year. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With VirtuZone, business set up. With no regrets.
0: Georgia Tolley here. I'm joined in the studio, as ever, by Neil Petch, the chairman of Zone. He's here to help me grill the guests. Hi.
1: Good morning, Georgia. Good week. Absolutely fantastic, with one exception. I ah. went to Twickenham to watch England beat the South Africans. We didn't.
0: Ah, oh, yes, that must have been a little disappointing. Plus, it was freezing cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, plans for the national day holiday? It's one of the things we're talking about today. I
1: liked your last lesson a bit of uh, zero carbon emission and, and yeah. taking the opportunity to relax. And I'm going to claim that I'll be in the office being strategic.
0: But actually, you're going to be lying <laughs> on the beach well, on the palm. Well, where pub. is the
1: office? That's the question. Well, where Video, is it perhaps, the? as we're good. going to learn from our next guest.
0: Absolutely, we are. Now, uh, we're looking at two sort of hot topics on the programme today. One of them is the concept of reverse mentoring. Quite a new idea, I think. And if you're involved with it in any way, we'd love to hear from you. Do get in touch, 4001, or you can WhatsApp us, zero four eight seven one double five double zero. But another workplace trend that's been hitting the headlines over the last few weeks is a report suggesting that the workplace The workforce of the UAE is particularly mobile at the moment. More than three quarters of respondents to a Zurich Workplace Solutions survey suggested that they've either changed jobs in the past year... All they're planning to do so in the next 12 months. And our startup in the spotlight this week is ready to take advantage of that movement because we're joined in the studio by Willie Moritz. He's a serial entrepreneur and a people technologies specialist who runs R- Wing Dot Studio, which connects first-time job seekers with employers based on their proven skills and talent. Good morning, Willie. Thanks for coming in the studio. How are you?
2: Good morning. Thank you for the opportunity to be there. And I actually did enjoy watching South Africa beat England.
0: (laughs) I love that. We've got a South African in the studio. That's genius.
1: You deserved it. I wish I'd been watching it by video 3,000 miles away.
0: (laughs) In the sun rather than in the cold autumn weather. Um, Okay, Willie, tell me about what's different uh, about your website compared to every other recruitment company because uh, there's a difference, isn't there?
2: Yeah, we'd like to think so. Uh, we're trying to solve a very specific problem for young talent and first-time placements. From an employer point of view, there's really just no credibility and substance to CVs and in, even LinkedIn profiles and the alternatives that are out there. So we set out to try and find an op- find a way of giving young people a platform where they can bring
1: evidence of what they're able to do and their attributes. And how, what, give me an example of some evidence that they can demonstrate to a business owner using your platform that they couldn't otherwise.
2: So we hypothesize that from a variety of things that young people do, hobbies, sports, projects, volunteering, all of these things are actually evidence of things that they are able to do. So the platform really lets them use social media style posts Um, They upload this just like they do normally on a social media platform. We then prompt them to add credibility to this. So this would be I participated in a beach cleanup volunteer day or I um, play rugby. Uh, For example, playing rugby is not only a sport. um, It's actually evidence of perseverance, discipline. Teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, um, if you're in leadership role, leadership and
1: so on. So, so if think, we extract… Uh, Willie, I love the timing of this because there's a huge opportunity for the UAE here. You've seen all these cuts uh, recently of you know Google staff, Facebook staff, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and yet the UAE is booming. So how do you get the very best talent from all over the world? And if you are a business owner, normally you're just looking in Dubai. But how do we look in California? How do we look in Delhi? How do we look in Christchurch? And perhaps this technology allows us to do it.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating to hear how these. I mean, is it very? Is it mostly appealing to young people? So for their first job role, because I think if I, for example, was to speak now about my my love of literature, people might be a bit like, yeah, but what have you been doing for the last twenty five years? <laughs> so it's mostly for for job seekers.
2: Yeah. So, so the problem that we set out to solve was specifically for a young talent. Um, but we get a lot of adults who are saying, wow, this is fantastic. I also want an opportunity to showcase uh, evidence of the other things I do or evidence of my skills and attributes through the other things I do. So, yes. There, so, I also, we, later on with. in the
1: show, we're going to be talking about reverse mentoring, the importance of increasingly all of our businesses are going to be targeting younger people than ourselves. speaking for myself anyway, Georgia. So, we've got to reflect that. We've got to reach out to these people. This is... This is potentially a way to do it. But how does Wing Studio go about telling these young people from all over the world, hey, you can use our platform? Yes. Yeah,
2: so we at the moment our two major strategies are um, basically direct marketing through mostly social, social media. So we speak to influencers and uh, ask them to to spread the message. And then we also work through institutional partners. So we work with universities, uh, global youth projects, and uh, they kind of help us to um, to take Wingdot Studio to to the users and the audience.
0: How many people have, have signed up so far to to put up their videos?
2: Yeah, we we launched about uh, two months ago. And we had the typical slow start, you know, a few hundred. And then in the last month, we literally went from just over a 1,000 to over 4,000. So, we had
1: the uh, early spike now. So, it's looking very exciting. So, I'm a business owner. I want a graphic designer. How do I search on, on your site for, for that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, there are two opportunities for employers. Employers can actually create a page on the site where they can… Uh, promote their events that are applicable to young people as well as uh, work opportunities. Um, and so, and then young people would actually come and, and apply for the work opportunities there. But uh, they can also come to us and say, we are looking for young talent in, in X um, spaces uh, and we will help them find based on the evidence.
0: What type of videos do people put up? Are they quite short? Are they quite – because, I mean, most of the young job seekers now have grown up in a sort of video age where they're much happier to present themselves. Yeah. And, of course, that's a skill in itself to be able to be confident enough to stand up in front of people and, and pr- project your – and sell something ultimately, sell yourself and so yeah. what how long are the videos what do, and what do people say in them i'm intrigued
2: yeah so actually i'll ask answer your question a little bit in, the, in a longer way um the, the the concept of actually showcasing yourself we believe is one of the most critical transferable skills now because right in the future we won't all have traditional jobs like our parents uh, have had or like we have had so more people will have to have the skill to showcase evidence of their skills and attributes. So it is a, it is a critical skill, and we're providing the platform for people to, to exercise that skill. So, yeah, typical videos would be um, hobbies, sports, uh, volunteering projects. Uh,
0: so do they actually film themselves doing said volunteering project or fil- film themselves playing rugby, or is it a sort of a headshot where they just speak to the camera?
2: It can be anything. It can be um it can be uh, I think a great video would be you performing an actual actual task. So if you think about um how do you if you if you want to convince somebody that you can weld, then um don't just put a, a picture of you with a with a welding helmet and say I can weld. Put a video of you actually welding and put a picture of the end result of your weld so that people can see, hey, this person can actually do this. So so it we I think we're also trying to play a role in helping young people understand what makes good evidence – um, of your skills and attributes. What
1: I like is 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 the the trend towards being much more prepared. georgia you remember your careers counselor at school? I
0: yeah. Be, do you?
1: I don't exactly. Useless. I don't remember mine. We no got one ever absolutely suggested. no advice. I got,
0: and no <laughs> one ever told me at any stage I needed to earn some money. No one said, "Oh well, if you go into journalism, that's a great job. You'll love it. You'll yeah. never make any money." <laughs> so now, you
1: know, I, I was talking to a friend the other day. His his son wants to go to university in America. It's not just about the degree, you know. the uh, the qualifications it's it's about what your hobbies are and Hmm. exactly as you say if you play rugby it shows that you persevere and so on and so on so you know it's it's getting people more prepared so that they can perhaps specialize more and be more applicable to that particular
0: task how have the universities and 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 i suppose the job uh, the employers, how are they reacting to this? Do they, are they seeing it as a gimmick, or do they actually think it's a, a it's a good idea?
2: Yeah, it's actually very exciting how institutional uh, institu- institutional partners are reacting to this. So we've got a few universities uh, that's already collaborating with us. Uh, Higher Colleges of Technology in the UAE is one of our prime collaborators. So we we've been running workshops across uh, um, different campuses, getting getting users onboarded. So we're getting a lot of support from uni- from universities because we, we're serving a co- common purpose. For them, the employability of their students is of critical importance, and the market demands that more and more. So we're helping them with that. Um, and from Im- for employers, what they are looking at is w- they want us to help the re- reduce the risk of taking on young talent, improve the accuracy of the decision. When Because if you are advertising a role for young talent, you can get hundreds or thousands of applicants and CVs just all look the same. So we, we're bringing that additional evidence. That well, I've you got to say, um,
1: Wing Studio, if I saw that brand on the Sheikh Zayed Road, I wouldn't immediately think recruitment company or video maker. So explain to me, please. Yeah,
2: so, so the brand uh, is more about building your wings, and the studio is the kind of a creative studio. Where you, so come together in the studio and craft your wings and get ready to fly. All I right. think
0: it sounds awesome. I have to say, and, and is it free for, the, uh, for people to list themselves?
2: Yeah, the app is absolutely free for for our users. It's free for education institutions to work with us and to use it. Um, And uh, we will eventually monetize similar to other social media platforms through recruitment and advertising and so on.
0: Absolutely awesome to have you in the studio. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure. Really interesting to find out about uh, this new app. Willie Maritz, the co-founder of Wing.studio, if you want to check it out online. Thank you very much indeed for your time. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thank you very much.
0: You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets.
0: As ever, I'm joined in the studio by Neil Petch from VirtuZone. He's here to help me grill the guests and, and give us his own insights.
1: And um, I've got a bit of a stiff back here because this... Name of the next company has got me really interested. So I'm listening. Ooh. I'm all ears. You're
0: all ears. We're also going to be turning to you because, as a business owner yourself, I'm quite interested in what you think about our hot topic this hour, which is reverse mentoring. You know, is it actually sensible to get advice from people who are much younger than yourself? The official, uh, well, the official sort of uh, explanation for reverse mentoring is when a more junior employee mentors someone more senior than them. The idea is that the junior employee can share their expertise, commonly technology and digital media topics, with a senior colleague who may be less familiar with their areas. Now, uh, I've obviously got Neil in the studio, but I'm joined by somebody who's much younger than us. Uh, Raphael Cintron is in the studio. He is the founder of Wealthy Expat, which is a company which advises its customers on tax optimization and citizenship. Raphael is only 25 years old. He's been running his company since he was 18. Good Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us.
3: Good morning. Really happy to be here.
0: Pleasure to have you with us. Uh, I Tell us about your company first up.
3: Basically, I started off when I was 18. I started an e-commerce company. And then I saw that people were paying taxes on their e-commerce profits. And I saw an opportunity to teach people or teach and basically help them optimize their taxes as legally as possible, also with the help of accountants and legal tax advisors. And we've done it all through YouTube. So we start a YouTube channel. It's got an Millions of views, also on TikTok, hundreds of millions of views, and that's how we do it.
1: Raphael, it's an interesting bundle, tax optimization and citizenship. You sound American. You (laughs) come from one of the highest tax uh, places in the world where they get you wherever you are in the world. So how did that bundle come about?
3: In the U.S., the only way to stop paying taxes is by renouncing U.S. citizenship. And the only way to do that is by getting a second passport. You can get one through your family, but most people, they don't have family trees from other countries. So you can invest into a country. I invested into a small island called St. Kitts, and I got their citizenship, and then I can renounce my U.S. citizenship. And many other people around the world, they're not so trusting of their government. For example, with British people, they lost access to the EU, to live in the EU. They want access back so they can buy the Malta citizenship, for example, and live in the EU.
0: So do you get a lot of clients out here who are based in Dubai or because of the nature of the digital nature of your business? Do you get people from all over the world?
3: All over the world. Our main market is Australia. Really? Yes. (laughs) Ever since the whole lockdown situation that happened down there, they wanted to get out. So they came to Dubai to enjoy the freedom here. And we have clients from literally uh, over 20, 30 countries now.
0: Okay, so your business sounds absolutely fascinating, very well established, uh, aged 25. And, and I was saying just off air, it's very hard to say this without sounding patronizing. But but age 25 to already have two successful businesses under your belt. Have you ever engaged with reverse mentoring? Have you ever considered it as an option?
3: Definitely. I've worked with some clients that are over 60 years old. For example, they've been doing import-export for the last 30 years, multimillionaires, but they have no idea about social media or starting a YouTube channel, TikTok, anything like that. And they've asked me how to start a YouTube channel, how to post these videos. And sometimes it's a bit funny me teaching a person that's worth 100 times what I'm worth how to do it, but it's, it's definitely something I like to do.
1: Yeah, so you're on the opposite end of reverse mentoring from me, definitely. I was going to say, you're not 60, tell you, though. You know, everyone you. listening, thank you, Georgia, thank you. <laughs> everyone listening thinks, reverse mentoring, yeah, let me put a tick in that box, that sounds good, that sounds like I'm caring. Do not think it's just a cliche that you have to do, do it. The benefits, I mean, we have a number of people within our company who started as interns and who've taught us so much. And it, I mean, actual see, uh, factual stuff that has benefited but us. But
0: that is tricky to accept. Like when we get, and I have to say, it doesn't happen as much uh, here at the radio station, but when I've worked in other places, I've seen young, keen, hungry, clever people come in underneath me. And I have to say, they make me nervous. Like you have to put your ego to one side in order, in order to engage with, with that I type I say of that's person. about
1: having the right company ethos. If your company leader is telling you, guys, I want you to make mistakes, I want you to push, I want you to learn. If you're not pushing hard enough, then you know, you're gonna see that because you'll never make any mistake, everything's safe. You've got to try and do that. And and you should you should feel georgia that if you do make a mistake or if you do meet someone who who is more intelligent in a certain area than you your whole company is getting better rather than feel threatened by it
0: but that's, and that's the difference between because of course I'm an employee not a not a business owner that's the difference in in ethos i mean yeah, have you found it, uh, Rafael, have you found it that, that some people, although they even come to you to take the advice, some people are a bit like, yeah, but what do you actually know? You're, you're young, you know, have they sort of pushed back against it?
3: Definitely, especially because I don't have any degrees. And that that's something that really a lot of people ask me, oh, have you studied something specific, marketing, tax or something? It's, it's all self-taught. My dad is an accountant, so I did learn a lot from him. But I basically started when I was 18. I moved to Germany from Puerto Rico, which is a small island, moved to a big country and then just started my business because that was, that was the only chance I had just to make some money. And people don't understand that. How can you possibly be an expert at something without actually having a degree? That's the only thing that stops some people.
1: Listen, I love the entrepreneurship there, and that definitely should not be a barrier. But you are in a very legal yes. area, right? Corporation tax coming into the UAE, so it's highly relevant, next uh, uh, June. And someone listening that you don't have any degrees. I presume that you do have amongst your team people that can give that uh, that uh, specific advice. We do. We
3: have accountants. We have legal tax professionals. And in every country, so for example, let's say a client is coming from the U.S., I don't want to deal specifically in doing their tax returns, anything like that, because I'm not allowed to. We have a specific U.S. tax professional that can do that. The same with every other country that we deal with. And also with UAE, even though here there's not that many tax professionals because there's not that much tax here, we also deal with local experts.
0: Do you feel uh, that when you're hiring those experts with their degrees, and obviously you're going for the best, so they're probably in their 50s or 60s, do they find it difficult being managed by you? Because ultimately in that situation, you're the client.
3: Right. We don't treat it as I'm their boss and they're my employee. It's more about we send them the clients, they'll deal with the clients themselves. Because most of these people, they have that certain level of pride Mm -hmm. that they they run their own business. So we send them the client, they deal with them. We don't actually employ those people directly. Uh, Most of them, they have too much pride to do that.
1: I I love the fact that you're using YouTube and TikTok to to sort of throw out the net and get leads in for your business. But then there's the sort of credibility. So so you're reaching a lot of people, but are they going to immediately think, hmm, these guys know what they're talking about? How do you combine the two?
3: Usually on the first videos, we track all of this back in analytics, and we see how people react. On the first video, nobody trusts us. They just see a video about, oh, 9% tax coming in 2023. Mm. They watch it. They think this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. Then they watch the second video and we have hundreds of videos on our channel. And once they watch 10, 20, they understand, okay, this guy lives in Dubai. He understands the tax system. He's helped people from other countries. Then they talk to me directly. Then they talk to the tax professionals that I recommend. And then they're fully sure that what they're doing is completely legal. And then they Google it three times and they find it.
0: I really love the transparency of how you work. And I really love the transparency of the using YouTube and using TikTok. And I have to say, it slightly turned my opinions on its head because I don't know about you, Neil, when you see things on, on YouTube and, and TikTok, do you take them seriously? I always think that they're mostly, you know, I think as Raphael has said,
1: you, you firstly, you've, you, you know, you're going fishing, right? You've got to catch the fish that, and probably a small fish. And then that small fish catches a, a big one. And that's what Raphael is trying to do. So it's something interesting to start with, but then some specific content that people went, oh, I didn't know that.
0: And then you get it. Amazing. Raphael Cintron, a pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you so much. Founder of Wealthy Expat, a company which advises its customers on tax optimization and citizenship. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming Thank in. Thank you so much. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8.
1: With VirtuZone, business set up, With no regrets. Hello
0: there. You're listening to the agenda, but specifically within the agenda family, you're listening to starting up. Does that make sense, Neil? I love it. And I've got a
1: question for you, Georgia. Okay. Best job title that you've interviewed in the last month.
0: Oh, uh, interviewed? Maybe not interviewed. I'll I give liked, you a clue. Uh, what?
1: Look at David's job time.
0: Oh, oh, oh! We've got a guest <laughs> in the studio. Uh, it is time for our. I love it. Uh, I love it. It's time for our success story. David Cooks joined us. He is chief everything chief officer.
1: Everything officer.
0: I tell you something, next week I'm going to be handed a new business card by Neil Petch and it's going to have that title on it. He's going to announce it. The
4: quintessential Swiss army knife. (laughs) Yeah, good
0: on you. Good on you. Right, let me give you a little bit of background on our fantastic uh, starting up success story this week. Uh, The idea of this segment is to encourage you to take that step to take the leap into being an entrepreneur, maybe start your side hustle, maybe leave your big grown-up corporate job uh, and start that small company that you've always been dreaming of. Uh, and, And David Cook is here to inspire you. When he was made redundant in the UK, he decided it was time to be in charge of his own destiny and headed to Dubai in search of new opportunities. Since that moment, his company has won multiple awards. He's been named one of the top 100 most influential business people in the UAE by Arabian Business who also ranked him as one of the top 50th smartest business people out here, something that Neil Petch is very jealous about. And intimidated. And intimidated.
1: (laughs) He's got much better teeth than I do as well. It's the wrong David Cook, I'm telling you. (laughs) Do you think they just, you
0: do think Andrew looks at, no, Andrew's a producer by the way. Okay, so fascinating to hear about your journey. How did you go from redundant in the freezing cold UK, probably feeling a bit miserable, to top 100 most influential business people in the UAE?
4: Wow, what yeah. a question. in one um, sentence. Just throw me straight <laughs> in at the deep end. Um, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it is a journey, right? Um, when at the point of being made redundant, I thought I was invincible. Um, you know, I was the highest performing broker um, for a high street bank. And even though there was, you know, the crash, I thought, oh, they'll never get rid of me. I'm, I'm generating the most money. I'm probably paying for, for most of the exact salaries. Um, but lo and behold, they got everybody in the room and they said, okay, if you're in this room, basically you're out. Um, but fair play to to, to the guys. They uh, they took good care of us. So you know we had garden and leave, you know the, the UK equivalent of gratuity, uh, still three months worth of salaries, etc. And uh, that w- was really what afforded me the opportunity to pack everything up and uh, and come out here. Because I think it was I think it was October two thousand and eight, uh, and I I didn't know straight away that I was going to be coming out here. Um, but I did holiday here in two thousand and seven, and I loved it. So getting the opportunity to, um, you know, get on a plane and come over here was something that, that was definitely exciting to me. And there was two of my friends were already over here. So I kind of had a soft landing, if you like. Um, but when I got off the plane, I genuinely had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, but my whole time in corporate life, I've got one of those, you know, stereotypical entrepreneurial minds. It doesn't stop, you know, and you see opportunity everywhere.
1: So when did you jump into Contractors
4: Direct? Um, so, r- I suppose the the the, the question, uh, sorry, the answer starts at my first real job in in Dubai. Um, so I did six months a, at an IT company, and those guys really gave me a leg up. Still very very good friends with them today, and um, that gave me the opportunity to really understand what the Dubai business scene is all about, uh, and having the security of a salary. Uh, so I met a lot of, you know, businesses and, and uh, company owners, and obviously, you know, we were selling IT solutions. I didn't know a great deal about IT solutions, but I knew how to sell. And, uh, and then I realized early on that a lot of the projects that we were taking was actually just fixing the issues that other IT contractors had, had made. And I thought, well, hang on, wait there, are these, are these companies, are the clients actually doing any due diligence at all? And it turns out that they weren't. You know, it was a race to the bottom. Whoever's got the cheapest price gets the job. Um, And as we all know, cheap doesn't mean good. Um, So I thought, oh, hang on, wait, there. There, There's an opportunity here because surely it's not just the IT industry. Um, You know, if if I could, you know, find two or three trades or services that needed representation, um, put them all together in one location, and then invite businesses to come to this platform to connect with essentially pre-vetted and checked uh, you know contractors and suppliers surely that would be a thing so had a chat with the owners of the IT company I was working with and I said hey listen um, you know I I think I'm going to bow out and I'm going to start this but how would you feel about being my first IT vendor on the platform and and you know supporting me and they're still they're still one of the vendors today you know what is, what is it, 12 years later? See, David,
1: I'm twice <coughs> as jealous now because my first job 3,000 years ago was selling <laughs> ads to contract companies in the UK in the IT sector. Came over here, thought this was a great idea, exactly what you're doing now. And one of the challenges here is for contract staff is the visa, right? So the visa used to be a three-year visa, now it's a two-year visa. So if your contract staff are coming in with specialist skills, but they're only coming in for a three-month project, how do you get them on the visa? So how do you deal with that side of things?
4: Well, thankfully, it's not something that I do have to deal with okay. um, because the what, what the company has evolved into um, originally before it was a, an online platform play. Uh, what I did was essentially build a traditional project management consultancy, um, and I just had a little black book of qualified, you know, vetted vendors that we would bring into, <coughs> excuse me, every job, uh, you know, on a case by case basis, um, and then the, the project consultancy grew. Um, you know, and it got to a point where it was uncomfortable for me at the time because I'd never run a business. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very understanding, empathetic person uh, that I've now, you know, later learned that th- that is one of the qualities of, of leadership. Um, but, you know, having a big payroll and, you know, chasing clients and all the rest of it like that was starting to get a little bit um, scary. So we got to, you know, maybe 16, maybe 18 staff. Um, And just at at that time, um, you know, when my knees were starting to knock and I was like, holy smokes, we're going to need to take a bigger office, we're going to need to possibly look for funding, Um, uh, a competing project management consultancy came in and acquired us. Ah, so, brilliant! So, yeah, so this is in 2019.
0: But then that's so that's so special because it means that you had started to recognise something that you weren't good at, which is which is often that difficulty in the in that middle point, isn't it? I mean, Neil, you'll know more about this. But there's always a sort of point where a successful entrepreneur has taken a business so far, but then doesn't necessarily have the skills or the no know, knowledge or the know-how to take it on to the very next mm. level. You
1: know, earlier, you were saying. When, when a, a smart young person comes in, you don't like that too much.
0: No. Awful.
1: One of the things, that uh, the traits of a couple of our guests today, David is, is quite transparently talking about the things that he can't do. And – Acknowledging that and then recruiting to help you in those other areas is an amazing leadership skill and must be why he's in the top 100. (laughs) Well, exactly. (laughs) I
0: mean, we saw Mark Zuckerberg do it, right? You know, right in the very big companies, you know, you can take things to a certain level that then Mark Zuckerberg realized he needed Sheryl Sandberg to to help him take, you know, to manage the sort of 3,000 staff or whatever it is he had in the office and and the strategy. And so was that very successful? Did you mind having somebody else owning your baby?
4: no, to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> everyone no, has and, a price, Julian. No, and and do you know what? I'll tell I'll tell you why. Um, simply because my my love for that style of business was starting to diminish. Um, because you know, I, I'm not a particularly anxious person. I'm very happy, go lucky, very positive. But there are, there were constant plates spinning. Um, you know, and from time to time, they would they would drop, and they wouldn't just drop; they would break. You know. Um, and so, which, when, if
1: you're in a Greek restaurant, is a good thing. Anywhere else, it's a bad thing. Oh yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. So, um, so yeah, when when uh, the the other uh, project management consultancy came in, it gave me the freedom and the cash to actually break away and see how can I take this archaic project management consultancy business and digitize it. And and I had been you know playing with uh, with the idea probably for about six months before the acquisition took place. Um, but now I was in a time at a time when I had the money and I had the time. And um, the the new owner of the company said, you know, hey, we don't need two CEOs. So uh, would you like to bow? bow- out? I was like,
0: I- yes. and and that's the point where you became Chief Everything Officer rather than CEO Absolutely. and that is the point where sadly I've got to stop
4: just as it gets juicy just as it gets interesting you have to come back you have
0: to come back so David Cook it's been a pleasure having you in the studio you are uh, Chief Everything Officer of Contractors Direct which is of course now a very impressive platform that we just got to digital platform (laughs) uh, called Contractors.Direct you can check it out online it's been a great pleasure to have you in the studio you You are starting up success story this week. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8
1: with VirtuZone, business Setup. up, with no regrets.
0: Hello there, welcome back. You're listening to Starting Up. It is our weekly business show that we host right here on the agenda, joined as ever by Neil Petch, the chairman of VirtuZone. And it's time for the company clinic. We've had advice, we've had our spotlight on on a startup uh, and we've had our successful startup. And now it's time for you to get free advice from Mr. Neil Petch. Hamid has sent in this message. He says, I run a small management consultancy. Uh, I'm currently mainland, but I've heard that this corporation taxes coming in in six months what should i be doing to future proof myself
1: brilliant question Ah. this is everything about the uae Mohammed represents a brand new market sector. Abraham Accord a year and a half ago suddenly opened up a new country. Global nomads opened up another country. And now Corporation Tax comes in in June. And Mohammed is a very small company, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing. Yeah. He won't have had to do his accounts because if he's working in a, in a free zone or is he's, he's not required to do that. And then suddenly you've got to do your accounts. You've got to be tax ready. And the big five, you know, the Ernst & Youngs of, of this world are not set up to handle these type of customers. There are lots of cheap companies that do things very, let's say, inexpensively, but they don't have a brand. So, guys, be prepared for this because it's coming in June and make sure that you have your company structure correct. Because if you're, he, I think he said mainland, actually. Yeah. So free zones, when they set up, we're telling people 50 years tax-free. Now we've got a situation where you read in the papers that if you're operating in the mainland, even with a free zone company, there may be tax implications. So there's a lot of structuring that you can do, but the sooner that you do it, build your foundations correctly, you can be much more tax efficient.
0: Do you know, this is going to be our topic for next week. Let's this is it. a big deal, this corporation it tax. Is. And small and medium-sized businesses, I don't think they're ready for it. And I, I, think, think I think
1: it's a huge opportunity for the UAE and it's an opportunity, yes, of course you want to become more tax efficient, but also it's all that extra work that is that is available. So I, I, I think Ooh. that uh, I'm excited, actually. Right,
0: we're we'll getting an accountant and a lawyer in next week. That's going to be fun. <laughs> it
1: will <laughs> be fun. <laughs> that I'm sounds mar- like a joke.
0: It does. I'm married to a lawyer. They're great. Uh, right, uh, that is the end of starting up for this week. Uh, make sure you tune in next Tuesday to find out exactly how you can future-proof your business uh, against, not against, in in order to comply with the corporate tax. I like corporation like future-proofing. Tax. Future-proofing yeah. for corporation yeah, tax that comes in on the 1st of June. You've been listening to Starting Up with Neil Petch and George Tolley.